0: Born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child that has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and we have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the religious chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them, Where? they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And after having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Congregation, you may be seated. For what would you go the distance? You all know how much I love trying to use sports analogies in my sermons, right? All right, let me give this a try. So what would you be willing to go the distance for? Like in baseball, the pitcher who pitches through the entire game through all of those innings. Carol, you like that little baseball analogy there? Or like the boxer who's able to stay in the ring the entire time without getting knocked down. What is it that you are willing to go the distance for? To put in your time and energy and work in order to see it through. These three magi that we meet in today's gospel are most likely priests who are following the star. They're priests in this religion known as Zoroastrianism, and they're not kings wise men, but they get this title as being wise probably because of their ability to be able to study the stars and have an idea of what is to come, by their ability ability to interpret dreams that tell about the future. And Zoroastrianism is one of the oldest religions still in existence today in which people believe in the prophet Zoroaster, who was born through this miraculous conception to this young Persian virgin. And then when he came to be about 30 years of age, he began his public work after this series of temptations. And he prophesied about all of these prophets who would follow him throughout the course of history, who would have a same birth in in the same way that he did, this miraculous conception. Sounds a lot like the birth story of Jesus, doesn't it? To this young virgin named Mary. And so that's why these, these priests are so intent on being able to follow the star that will lead them to the place where this child has been born, who will become the savior, the king. Now there's a couple of other things that you should know about these three wise travelers. They're the exact opposite of King Herod. They have no power. They're not, they have no means of authority or voice. They are insignificant. They come from a far, far away place that's probably more of an enemy of Rome than an ally. They have no desire for their own status or power to be exerted. While King Herod, meanwhile, sought to have this title and status of king of the Jews bestowed upon him, these wise travelers know immediately when they reach him that he is not the one. He is not the one who will become the king for this people, which not only infuriates Herod, but it leaves him feeling threatened. It leaves him worried about this potential threat of this child who could become the next king, who could upset his rule, upset everything that he has come to know. In reality, he wants nothing than to seek the elimination of every potential person that could rise as king. And the irony here is that King Herod wasn't even Jewish. He wasn't even Roman either. And though he would love to assume that title, the truth is he's nothing special. He tries to grab power that he's not inherited, that doesn't belong to him. And he tries to bring down this power and authority. Authority, in the worst of ways. But as we'll see, the true power will come not through force or through decree, but by the serving of one another, by love shared. These gifts that the three magi bring to this child Jesus on bended knee symbolize who he is and who he will become. They are gifts for a king. They are gifts for that symbolize wisdom and long life and healing. They are gifts that also connect Jesus all the way back to the wise King Solomon and to his father, King David, greatest of all the kings. And Jesus now becomes the true king of God's people, the one who the prophets have spoken of, the one who the people have longed for to come into their lives and their world. And for us, the one whose powerful love continues to shape us and change us and leave an impact on our lives today. So this weekend, we bring to a close the 12 days of Christmas. And we start this new season, this one of epiphany, of revelation, of being able to think more, more deeply about who it is that Christ is and what that means for our lives of faith. Next week, we'll hear about the baptism of Jesus as the heavens are opened and God proclaims, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I'm well pleased. We see Jesus as being a light to the nations, not only for the Jewish people, but for all people. And we see what a difference that light makes in our own lives. When you think about the journey that these three magi took to search for the one that had been born that represented this amazing promise of hope, would you have gone the distance? That they did? Would you have gone to all of the work and energy that they did in stopping what you were doing, in preparing for this trip, in spending the, the cost to prepare for this trip, to get these gifts that you would present to this child, and then even putting your life in danger in traveling all this way? into a territory, a place where you were not looked favorably on? I'm not sure how I would answer that question. But for them, the power of the promise of hope wrapped in this child who would come was all worth it for them. It was worth every second. And not only for them, but they knew that it was worth it for everyone who would hear of their witness, for everyone who would come after them, who would be able to receive what they did when they found the place where the star stopped. And maybe, maybe that's the perspective that we need to try and look from this coming year. Because it's so easy to be able to ask ourselves the question about how much something costs. And it's easy for us to look at how much it would take us to work to pay that off. It's so easy for us to be able to put a price or a value on the time that we spend doing something and then to ask ourselves the question, well, was it worth it? Did I receive anything in return for what I put into it? And it's so easy to go down that line of thinking. But when we do, it's always all about ourselves. Did this benefit me? Was it worth it for me? It never leads us to ask the question, was it worth it for someone else? As opposed to if we focus on investing in the gifts that we have. Investing in the gifts that we have that can point the way for others to find their way. That can point the way for others to see light in the midst of darkness. For others to be able to receive good news. We might not exactly be like King Herod. We don't have a wish That all innocent people should be killed we're not so hungry for power or greed or wealth but when are the times where our fears get in the way our fears get in the way of being able to see what it is that god is doing right in front of us When do our own insecurities make us forget who God created us to be and what we are able to share? When is it that all of those things, sometimes even the want to be recognized, the want to be affirmed for who we are and what we're capable of, get in the way that makes us turn back in on ourselves as opposed to being able to see that we have these treasure chests that are filled with all kinds of gifts. It might not be gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but they are gifts that, when shared, create the ability for people to find their way to be able to see what we have witnessed and experienced, to be able to receive light in a way that they never thought was possible, to be able to receive just what those wise travelers did when the star stopped. They were overwhelmed. Did you notice what they were overwhelmed with? They weren't overwhelmed with their fears or their anxieties or their cares or their concerns of everything going on. They were overwhelmed with joy. Can you even imagine what it would be like to receive a gift like that? We never use those two words in the same sentence together, people. Can you imagine what it would be like if instead of focusing on the cost to ourself, we focused on how it is that we can invest in these gifts that we have in our treasure chests so that we, too, can open them up and be overwhelmed <coughs> with joy. The three magi would concur that it is worth it. It's worth it to go all the distance mm mm-hmm.